Welcome to Wine and Words. My name's Sarah Jane Rose. I'm an actor, voice actor, narrator, and I spent 17 years in the wine trade talking about, writing about, and occasionally drinking wine. So I thought I would share that with you in this new podcast, Wine and Words. So how's that going to work? Each episode, I'm going to introduce a wine to you and also a book, along with some other tenuously linked stories. In this season, we are looking at mystery. So we will be looking at mystery books and unveiling the mystery behind wine while connecting them to some mystery and crime stories behind the wines. Each episode will be split into Listen and Learn, which is the first part where I will do you a very quick, less than five minute tutorial to the grape variety region and wine that we're tasting. And then the second part is Taste and Talk. And this is myself and comedian Craig Dealey drinking wine and talking about it. And each time we have picked an associated mystery or crime story to go with the wine. Finally, each episode will end with a meet the author section. So the book that we've chosen for that week, I will be talking to the author about their journey as a writer and that book in particular. So what's happening in episode two? This episode, we are going to be talking about and tasting Malbec and in particular, the Casa Solera Malbec Bernarda blend. This is available for under £10 usually. And we are also going to be looking at the book Split Decision by Carmen Capuano. So let's get to it. In this episode's quick guide, I'm going to talk to you about Malbec. Now, we drink loads of Malbec in the UK and it's become sort of synonymous with having a glass of red wine. Oh, I'll have a Malbec. Why is that? Why is it so popular? Do we know that much about it? Or do we just drink it because we know what we're going to get and we know how to pronounce it? So let me tell you a little bit more about Malbec. So Malbec is originally... Uh, from France, actually, where it was used as a blending grape variety in Bordeaux, but also in Cahors. And it's quite, it is sort of velvety and and easy drinking. Some of the best Malbecs these days come from Mendoza in Argentina. So I would say if you're drinking Malbec, that's probably what you're drinking. The Argentina Malbec tends to be more sort of dark fruit. um, And then in the higher elevations, there's a bit more sort of red fruit. We'll talk about that in in a second. You often also get these lovely smoky notes which are quite enticing. Now Malbec's very easy to pair with a lot of heavy dinners and I think that's why again another reason it's so popular. People like it. It's very good with with red meat. Um, So it tends to be sort of considered as, uh, (laughs) I hate this term, one of the big wines that people, when they sort of request something, they go, oh, I want a really robust, another word I'm not keen on when it comes to wines. Uh, But and that's and that's what people but actually there's a there's a huge difference a huge variant in terms of the the kind of malbecs that you can get so let's very quickly just I'll tell you about the different regions. Now, you, you, you're bound to already know about Mendoza. The majority of malbec that we drink in the UK is from Mendoza. Now, almost three quarters of the country's wine is produced in Mendoza and Malbec is still sort of reigns supreme among the red wines. But there is also sort of Cabernet Sauvignon, Chardonnay, Tempranillo and Bernarda, uh, which are successfully grown here. Bernarda we're going to talk about in a second. Um, So your next region that you're going to think of is a place called Salta. 
Um, and in particular, there's a district called Cafayette, uh, which if you're going to go to um, Argentina on a sort of wine trip, then it's definitely worth visiting. Vineyards here are among the highest in the world. There's a uh, particular bodega, Bodega Cologne, which sits on a mountainous peak, which is 3,000 metres above sea level. Um, and this sort of area is home to Torontes, which is the white grape variety, which is pretty unique to Argentina. Uh, and as I said, you can explore some of the world's uh, sort of highest vineyards there, which is which is fascinating. Then you've got San Juan, which is the second largest area in Argentina, uh, which used to produce uh, effectively sort of table style wine. Um, but actually, they've got a lot more investment has gone into there. And you can find some really interesting Shiraz from here and obviously Malbec again. Um, then you've got La Rioja. Uh, which was one of the first regions established effectively on the uh, uh, as a wine region in Argentina, uh, not to be confused with Rioja in Spain. La Rioja is in Argentina. Um, and this, again, is another area historically for producing, uh, if you like, quantity over quality. Uh, but you can find some really interesting and, and fine wines to be found in some areas, in particular somewhere, somewhere called Fatima Valley, where they're sort of investing new technology and it's it's an interesting area to look at but you you have to kind of dig deep if you like to find something really interesting Uh, then you've got Patagonia which is uh, obviously more famous really for fossil discoveries but it's um, it's got some of the most sort of southernmost vineyards I, th- I think some of them are sort of some of them are newest vineyards as well it's a cooler climate area here so you've got this is where you're going to find some more uh, of the lighter styles of wine and in particular Pinot Noir here is really interesting and so it's worth investigating that from from Patagonia because you've got that cooler climate so it can deal with those thinner grape varieties and that's the thing about Malbec really and one of the reasons that it's so successful in Argentina is because it's this thick skinned grape variety and it can it can deal with the climate there Um, and another thing to remember when you when you're looking about Argentina it's not I'll talk about this a little bit with Craig. It's not, Malbec's not my favourite wine by any stretch of the imagination. But if you look at the history of Argentina, and again, it's another area where lots of winemakers do really take in the terroir and, and take care of what they're doing. So when you find those really good winemakers, then it's worth sort of sticking to that and investigating their stories. So that's my very quick guide to uh, Malbec and Argentina. We're going to move now into the taste and talk section where Craig and I are going to be talking about this wine, the Casa Solera Bernarda Malbec and smuggling. So now for part two of Wine and Words, I am joined by linguist, comedian and wine drinker, Craig Dealey. Hello, Craig. In that order. In that order. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're looking at Malbec and we've just listened to my very quick introduction into Malbec and Argentina. Now, in the very first episode, Craig talked about Malbec being one of his favourite wines. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to have a look at that uh, over sort of Pinot Noir, which we had previously Now, the Malbec we've got today, because today's book is also a book called Split Decision by Carmen Capuano, and it's a book of two halves. So I thought what we'll do is we'll have a wine with two grapes. So this is not just Malbec. It is actually also Bernarda as well. Have you heard of Bernarda, Craig? I haven't heard of Bernarda. Well, you see, this is the thing. She says, conveniently taking a sip of her wine. So we know uh, about 
Malbec in Argentina. It's hugely popular in the UK, but actually there's a lot of other great varieties to have a look at as well. I've seen French Malbec. Is that which, which one yeah, came first? Absolutely. Oh, well, depends who you speak to. Um, so, t- yeah, technically, so in Malbec, Cahors is one of the best regions for Malbec. And what you tend to get there is a much bigger, if, you, if you're saying, and I always hate to use the phrase, bigger stone, a big wine. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you get is sort of that more tannic, more earthy structure from Cahors. They're, they're definitely worth investigating. And actually at the at the top end particularly, they are incredible, incredible wines. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, technically, if you speak to the French, they'll certainly be saying, yes, we, we invented Malbec. Um, and, uh, but it's become sort of this this thing with Argentina and, and, and we love it as sort of in the UK particularly and I think because as you said it's got those sort of concentrated flavours it's got a lot going on um but but there are other things as well and Bernarda is worth looking out for you can get uh, single varietal Bernardas which are lovely and what that tends to offer um is it just sort of softens out the Malbec a little bit if you've mm-hmm. got those very rich flavours so one. in this one we won't go back through the swirling we will do it the swirling and the and the sniffing. I'm getting um, almost like a minty yeah. aroma. And, it, and it's interesting because you quite often you get mint as a, um, as a note on Cabernet. And, uh, and Malbec's an interesting alternative in some ways uh, uh, for people who like Cabernet. Uh, because, again, it's got that big structure to it. It's a sort of big, thick-skinned grape variety. But, yeah, there is, there is certainly a bit of that sort of eucalyptus. A little bit of tobacco. Mm. Yeah, smoky. It's not actually that fruity on the nose. I'm no. not getting like... Almost like <laughs> asparagus in a way. Asparagus? Yeah. Okay, okay. There's definitely something a little bit... Yeah. There's certainly some green, sort of greenness going on there. And in terms of fruit, it's kind of black. I guess a bit of black cherry, but it's not It's not sort of chucking it in strong. your face, no. is it? No. It's one of those ones where you can sort of keep going back to it, going, "What is that? What is that?" We discovered there's a hole in my spittoon, so that basically means I can only have one sip of every glass of wine. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I really like that. I think. Because weirdly, I'm not actually a big fan of Malbec because quite often I find that it's a bit over-concentrated and it's a bit, I, and as I said, it's always subjective. This is particularly here, I'm talking about it as a person, I'm not talking about it on a professional level. Um, if you're looking at wine, you know, I'd be looking at its commercial value, its drinkability, you know, who's it for, where's it going to go, blah, blah, blah. But on here, I'm basically just talking about my personal preferences. Mm. Um, and and <clears throat> for me, the Malbec is, some of the Malbecs are so over-concentrated and so kind of hitting you in the face with everything that they have, that they've got, they're lacking in a, in a, in a certain amount of class. <laughs> because they're, they're kind of overdoing yeah, themselves a little bit. I can they, relate. They've become a cliche of themselves, I think, a little bit. Um and so actually to have something like this, which is the Bernardo Malbec, and it's got, for me, and it's not an expensive, I don't think, uh, it's not an expensive bottle. This is, I think it's about eight or nine pounds. Uh, this is the Casa Solera Malbec. And 
so for that i think it's really lovely it's got that there's a, a lovely acidity to it it's got yeah. that freshness it's got a bit of a, a little bit of a punch mm. it does get the back of your throat yeah but it's it's quite um cool it's quite refreshing and it's only 12 and a half percent yeah i'm gonna have another sip then that's fine But and it's got that um, touch of creaminess to it as yeah. well, which I quite like. Yeah. Given but the, not the much freshness. fruit coming through. No, still again, it, it does follow on from the nose, yeah. doesn't it? There's, still there's, almost like an, almost like a minty, yeah, fresh uh, undertone. And it's quite Moorish because of the acidity, I think. But it hasn't got that that concentrated mid palate of fruit that you would get with a, a sort of hundred percent Malbec. Yeah, it's um, nice. I like I like the way it. it, it Hit my back of my throat. Yeah, yeah. No, that's nice. And as I say, a really good value that for sort of eight mm. pounds. Um, so I like that. So my recommendation for the for the Malbec drinkers who might be a bit over Malbec um, is not to, possible. <laughs> it's definitely a thing. Um, is to sort of look towards some of the other things, and and Bernard is a good one to go uh, in terms of that. And you can either get it as a single grape variety or as a blend, which is really nice. So we are, each time, each week, we have a look at a wine and a book and also a crime associated with the wine. And uh, because we're in Mystery Month uh, and the wine, uh, the crime associated with this, and it's not funny. Again, the problem is we keep laughing at these. Yeah, crime's bad, kids. Crime's bad. Crime is bad. Um, However. (laughs) However, (laughs) can also occasionally be amusing. Um, So in this case, and again, this is bad. So there's a lot of uh, smuggling that goes on Mm -hmm. uh, in Argentina and Argentina. Argentina. (laughs) Argentina. Argentina. It's a new place I discovered. Um, Argentina. I've only had one sip of wine. And Argentina to Brazil. And to quite a, a big extent but there are a couple of quite entertaining stories uh one of which is uh, a gentleman who uh, remains nameless uh tell us you tell us you tell us a story well he, he the, the police were after him basically and he gave chase and he head for the border yeah. and he's, he's imagine he's, car chase yeah, car chase you know high, Thel- high Thelma speed Louise. high speed police car chase with this man smuggling wine in his fiat uno does it did it did it tell us how much wine you got in his Fiat? How much wine can you get in a Fiat Uno? I, I, I don't know, four or five bottles. I think it's, not, it's quite small fry, I imagine. <laughs> but he was heading for the border, and he, he, he eventually crashed into the border, and then into a sidewalk, and then just ran off. <clears throat> and by the looks of it, he got away. I mean, he left his wine behind his Fiat, Fiat his Uno. His, his, his Fiat Uno smuggling operation yeah, was yeah. Uh, was over, uh, and <laughs> yeah. I suspect his smuggling career. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, but there's, there's quite a lot of these sort of smuggling stories going on in Argentina. Um, and uh, there's another one about uh, uh, another guy who, who the police gave chase and uh, he installed a fog machine on his car. How do you inspo- how do, you do that? He must have been to some sort of magician shop or something. I don't know. I, he's like a, a, a villain from the 1960s Batman series. <laughs> he needs a villain name like Fogman or... Yeah. <laughs> The cloud. The cloud. Oh, uh, yeah, I like the cloud. But yeah, it, it worked. Yeah. Uh, oh, he got away with it. He didn't got he? away with it. Yeah, he escaped. Yeah, they were temporarily blinded. <laughs> Again, not funny. Not funny. Not funny. Not physically blinded, but they just couldn't just see where he'd gone. Temporarily. By the time the fog had cleared, he 
he vanished maybe through a trap door in the stage I don't know so so if we were going to smuggle I don't know we, we don't really need to smuggle any wine anymore I mean when I was a teenager you probably had to smuggle wine and then I w- probably wasn't smuggling wine I'll be honest smuggling <laughs> 2020 <laughs> WKD yeah not quite and the same ring it's to a fine me. line between smuggling and shoplifting Sarah <laughs> Uh, I think you find alleged <laughs> shoplifting was never proven. <laughs> I was going to say if we ha- if we were in a situation where for whatever reason we had to smuggle some wine from let's say Birmingham mm-hmm. to I don't know where would we smuggle it to Wales? Yeah, there's a border. There's, I mean, bo- there's a border there, isn't there? Because the, the nearest country to smuggle it to abroad is France. Where I don't think you need to smuggle wine to <laughs> I don't France. Think they'd really. really be bothered. No. <laughs> Um, so but, how would we do it? How would, uh, we do it? how would our smuggling operation be? I don't know. I mean, what, a caravan, maybe? Uh, if we're thinking vehicles, a horse box, maybe? I don't know. Oh, a okay. horse. Yeah. A pantomime <laughs> horse full of wine. <laughs> so it's like a Trojan horse. Yeah, literally. Just... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Uh, there you go. Brilliant. There we go. Right, done. That's our smuggling career sorted. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> full of wine. <laughs> um, right, well, um, I think that's it for this episode. We like the Bernarda Malbec. It's cheap, mm-hmm. uh, cheapish, uh, sort of £8. That's the Casa Solera Bernarda Malbec. Again, thank you to Fraser's Wine Merchants. Uh, details in the show notes. And we will move on to the next part of this episode where I talk to author Carmen Capuano about her book Split Decision. We'll see you for more soon. Bye Craig. Bye. Gracias. Enjoy your smuggling. (laughs) Wine and Words was presented by Sarah Jane Rose and was a Listening Shelf production.